Welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Ruth Browning. For more information on our church, visit c3church.narara.net. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your anointing, for your presence, for your blessing on this word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thanks, musos. Wow, I feel like a horse in Melbourne Cup. I'm just chomping at the bit. Can't wait to get up here. Waiting for the, waiting for the, the gate to open. We are preaching on faith. And this morning I have entitled my message, Emergency Faith. Because there are times when you need your faith and you need it right now. So you need to be ready. Amen. So I'm actually going to tell you a story this morning. And I'm going to use this story to illustrate the need for emergency faith right now. So when Chris and I, now some of you know the story, okay? We've only got one life, so I know you hear the same stories. That's all right. But we'll illustrate the story with the Word of God so we can learn. When Chris and I were going to Russia, uh, Chris went ahead of uh, me. He went first uh, for a, a trip and came back again and the, to spy out the land to check out the church and when we went, a prophet spoke to us and said that he, there was an assignment against us from the devil because the devil didn't want us to go. So when Chris went to Russia, he, um, one time he was just walking along the street with a Russian friend and someone came up to him and tried to steal his watch from him. And so they, they had an altercation and it was quite unpleasant, as you can imagine. This guy's trying to steal Chris's watch right off his wrist. But Chris wasn't giving it to him because it was actually the one that I gave him when we got married. So he, any other watch he would have, but he went, I can't replace this one. So he had a bit of a, had a, bit of a, a bit of a fight and he got a slight injury and then the guy gave up. So then the Russian friend said to him, you're crazy, don't do it, just give him the watch. You know, he could have a gun. But Chris was like, no, no, I wasn't giving him that watch. So we felt, okay, that's the test. You know, we, we've, we've got to deal with this stuff before we go to Russia. But it got a little bit worse than that. On May the 23rd, 24th, never good with numbers, May the 24th, 1982, I'm not good with numbers, okay? Give me a break. I'm a word girl. 1992, May the 24th, 1992, I was very heavily pregnant with my second child, Eleanor Ruth, and she was born. So we had a great birth. I went to hospital and it was with great joy that I gave birth to my beautiful little girl, my second born, and it was on my father's birthday. So I rang up my dad and said, happy birthday, dad. I've got a present for you. And it was a very happy time. And it was a good birth. It was in the middle of the night. So I woke up the next morning and they pretty much sent me home straight away. The Bible says in James 1.3, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Your faith will be tested. We're preaching on faith. It will be tested. I don't like tests. I don't even like it when Bethany sits for tests because I know about it when she's got a university test. None of us really like a test, do we? But the Bible says to consider it joy because it's good for us. It shows us what we know and it shows us what's working when we get tested. So your faith will be tested and it will prove your faith. It will make you stand firm. You will learn from this testing. 
So this is the first point, to consider it joy. The tests are going to come, church. We're preaching on faith. When they come, go, this is good. Grit your teeth and say, this is good. So that very first night, uh, Eleanor was born in the middle of the night. So that very first night when I was home, I fed her and then put her down and then she was a little unsettled. So I went into the room. It was right next door to my bedroom and I went into the room to pick her up because she was unsettled. And I remember that as I picked her up like this, she was still facing slightly downwards, she vomited the milk that I just fed her. And because of the angle that she was in and the way that I just happened to pick her up, the vomit didn't go out of her mouth. It went straight back in her mouth. So she sort of went, and it all went in. And then I, it was a bit of, you know, I, I, it was a bit of a mess, but I, I thought, okay. And then I noticed that she wasn't breathing because she was choking with all the milk in her throat and probably in her lungs. So I, I kind of, I was, I remember going, come on, come on, come on. What, what are you doing? You're not breathing. And she just still didn't breathe. And then I was frightened. So I shook her which I've since found out is the worst thing you can do to a child that's not breathing is to shake them because it frightens her. She was frightened too. So then she was really frightened and she wasn't breathing. So then I yelled at Chris and said, I said, she's not breathing, Chris, she's not breathing. Get an ambulance, you do something, she's not breathing. He came in and said, what's happening? And now she was going really blue. Like she was not breathing and it had been a little bit. So he ran in to ring the ambulance and I put my finger down her throat. I mean, all the nurses here... You can teach all the mums later. I know. I I was doing everything wrong. Um, So, but Chris went to ring the ambulance. And while he was calling the ambulance, she's still not breathing. And I felt death come into the room. I felt it. It was a spirit. And when death came in, I felt despair. And I remember I just wanted to fall on the ground and wail. I felt she still wasn't breathing and Chris had been on the phone to the ambulance and I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to wail. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible also says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Watch and stand firm in the faith. Act like men, be strong. So I remember... Had a, I had a choice at that moment. And I can even remember the devil, I can remember him saying to me, this is what happens to children in your family. This is what happens. They die. Because we had had deaths in our, in our family, in, my, in, my gen, in the generations. There had been deaths, and of girls in particular. And it was like, this is what's happening. She's going to die. Just, and I could go to that place of now I've, I'm one of the bereaved mothers. But I, something inside me I had, to st- I had to rise up. And that's what you have to do in these moments. You want to collapse. You want to scream. You want to yell and go straight. To, ah, you just want to collapse. You can't. You've got to, like the Bible says, act like a man, like be, you know, like a, a godly man, a godly woman, and be strong. You have to take everything in you and go, no. And you have to fight. And so I did that. And I remember I went, no. And I rebuked death. I said, get out of here. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. She will not die. She will live. And I rebuked that spirit of death and I stood firm. And then Chris came back and was, he was like, because he was just doing all, you know, dealing with the, the ambulance situation. And he came back and said, is she breathing yet? And I said, not yet. 
But I was feeling strong. And then one more time I stuck my finger down her throat and then she kind of splattered and started to breathe. So it was like, oh, oh, she sort of, but she wasn't looking good, but she breathed. And so we thought, all right, she's okay. She's, she's breathing, but it was very frightening and she was still kind of not a great colour and she wasn't breathing that well. So then very shortly after that, the ambulance arrived and I didn't even know if she needed to go, but they said, no, no, she needs to go. And so we, we got in the ambulance. We were close to the hospital, so that's why it was a short time. But so that's the first point. The test will come and we have to be strong and we have to take a stand at that point. You can't fall apart. People's lives depend on it. Your life might depend on it. The life of your children, the life of people around us. We need to be strong. We need to just rise up. And that's why the Bible says to be strong. Be strong. Just be strong. We have that strength with us. So then Ephesians 6.13 says, Therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, the day of evil they all, it always comes. You may be able to stand your ground and having done all to stand. You can stand your ground and having done all to stand. So there's the initial battle. You have that initial fight, but you've got to keep standing because sometimes things take longer than you think. Sometimes they take 20 years. Sometimes they just take longer. So I'm thinking, all right, we, I think we've got through this. And we went to the hospital and the lesson for me was that we had to keep standing because when we arrived there, there was a young register there and he uh, frightened the life out of us, absolutely terrified us because he just said all the things that could be wrong with her. So he said, well, you know, she might have problems with her breathing. She might have issues with her whole digestive tract. I mean, maybe the whole tract isn't working. Maybe it's just all blocked up. There may be blockages. Maybe it's not formed properly. Maybe she doesn't. And he just went through a long, li- and I was just sitting there going, it was terrifying and I'm like, but a little part of me was like, are you serious? Like this is, what are you saying to me? It was so frightening. So then we had to be admitted to the children's ward to do a, a, a battery of tests. And I remember asking, can I go back to maternity please? Because maternity is nice. But the children's ward, they said, no, once you've left maternity, there's no going back. You can't go back. <laughs> so they put me into maternity and we started children, you know, the children's ward. And then we had to start all these tests. And that was terrible because it just went on. Every single test was frightening. And I remember they put something on her foot. I'm sorry, nurses, I should have talked to you before and got all the details. But they put something on her foot to see if she would stop breathing. And uh, because they said maybe she stopped breathing and that's why she, she didn't, you know, maybe she doesn't breathe properly. Maybe it's a heart issue. So they put this thing on her foot to see if she'd stop breathing. But an, an alarm would go off if she stopped breathing. Well, then the alarm went off. So I'm like, oh, oh, the alarm's gone off. Where's the nurses? Where's the nurses? I mean, oh, don't worry. The thing just moved off her foot a bit. I'm like, oh, like, can you imagine? It was terrifying. But, and that kept happening. After a while, I was like, oh, is she not breathing? Or is the little foot thing moved? You know, it was like, oh. And then a paediatrician came to visit me. And I remember the paediatrician came in with a group of student doctors and said, so what's happened here? And I said, well, you know, I picked her up and she vomited and then she turned blue and, or purple or I don't know. It was, I said, you know, just when you don't breathe, you know what I mean? Like it was terrible. And, go, and she went, no, I don't know what you mean. You've said blue, you've said purple. What colour was she? And I was just like, she was, honestly, can you believe it? She was the rudest paediatrician I have ever had anything to do with. 
And I was just said, well, it was very dark. I couldn't see very well. And so this is the thing. The test just kept going on and on and on. It was like I thought that was just this one issue, but then now I'm terrified of all these issues that might be wrong with her. Everybody seems to be rude and mean to me. And, you know, these times it's like, what is going on? It's the day of evil. It's the day, it says, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand. Sometimes it just seems like everyone's against you and everything's against you. It's like, what have I done to deserve this? And it seems like everybody agrees. Let's all be mean to Ruth today. You ever have those days? Like, Why? Other times everyone's nice, but this time even the pediatrician was mean to me. I'm like, I don't even know you. Why are you having a go at me? As a matter of fact, one of those student doctors actually apologised to me later. They went, um, I'm really, that, that was pretty tough back there. I'm, really, I'm kind of, she sort of half, she couldn't really apologise because you've got to be careful what you say, but she sort of half apologised. And she, she half apologised. So we're working our way through all these tests. I'm completely exhausted. Just remember... I just had a baby less than 24 hours ago. I had no sleep that night and very little the next night. And now I'm in the children's ward. They don't look after new mums in the children's ward very well. I remember some maternity nurse came to find me to take some blood. Sort of they figured out where I was and, and did a test. But I was utterly, utterly exhausted. I was exhausted. I'd just given birth. And I'm, I'm trying to deal with this. And it was exhausting. Chris had had to leave the hospital at times because he had to go and fetch Hudson and make sure he was all right and organise babysitters and then come back again. But I, I felt myself getting weak and I thought, I just need to give up. And, I knew, and, and this was the test, you know. This was so that we wouldn't go to Russia because I'm thinking, if, if there's something terribly wrong with this little baby of mine, we're not going to Russia. So the, the devil was trying to stop that. And I do recall that I looked to heaven at one point and just went, God, I'm, I can't cope with this anymore. I'm too tired. I've had enough. I really remember that. I wanted God to help me and comfort me and I wanted a way out. And I remember looking at God. I, had a, I found somewhere to pray in that busy ward and I remember just saying to God, 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 help me, comfort me. And God spoke a word to me. I got a word from God <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is the word you give me, God? And this is the word. It came in my heart. I didn't even know I knew this scripture, but it was this. If you do not stand firm in faith, you will not stand at all. Isaiah 7, 9. I know, right? I'm like, seriously, God? Like, I, I was just so staggered that he gave me that word. If you don't stand firm in your faith, you won't stand at all. Okay, right then. I thought, well, I'm not going to, what does that mean? Something bad will happen? It's like, yes, you have to stand firm in faith sometimes. You've got to go for it. You've got to be in faith. And we've got to have the word of God in our hearts so that we're ready. In these emergency times, I read the Bible every day. I love the word. And I don't even know that I remember. I'm sure I never memorized that scripture, but there it was. And there God spoke it to me. And there were other words that came to me. And I had the word of God. So, We've got to have the word of God in our heart and we've got to obey it. We can't just go, I didn't want that one. I wanted a comfort one, God. That was the word that God gave me. So I, once again, even though I felt like I was ready to collapse, I had to rise up and go, right, we're going to get through this. Eleanor is fine and pray over her and there's nothing wrong and believe God. So we have to be strong and stand firm in faith. This is war and you need to stay strong. You can't just give up. Life depends on it. Other people's lives depend on it. 
So in a war, that's there. When God knows you're at your very end, then you'll stop. You'll have your time out and your time off, your retreats. But when you're on the front line, you can't just go, well, I'm tired. I've had enough. I want to go home to mother. <laughs> you can't. You've got bombs flying around you. You have to keep fighting until that season is over. And you have to trust that God is good. He knows how much you can handle. He won't take you further than what you can handle. So if he says stand firm, keep standing, right, I will keep standing. For however long it might be. And so I kept standing. Praise God. So stand firm and keep standing. Interestingly enough, the word there that we need to stand firm, it says having put on the full armour of God, having done all stand, stand your ground. The word is antihistamine, stand against. And so it's quite a medical term. You have to stand against. Finally, we have to get the victory. Now, the final test that we had was that she had not, for the entire day, she hadn't done a wee, which was strange for a baby. And obviously she was a little bit shocked and they were then concerned that maybe that didn't work. So we were waiting all day long. This is the final test that she had to pass. And I remember, again, still being waiting and waiting. It was now night time and wanting to get out of the hospital and feeling, starting to feel like she's okay, she's gonna, it'll be all right. And then I remember Chris came in. Look at your perfect timing, darling. She came, he came in like a knight in shining armour, yes. <laughs> and he just said to the hospital, we're going home now. And they said, you can't go home. She hasn't done these tests. He says, no, I'm taking my wife and my baby home. And they were all in a flutter. They didn't like it because she hadn't passed the last test. But he was very insistent because I was about to collapse and... He just, he just had a fight with them and he said, we're going home. I'm signing out. You can't stop me. We, yes, we can. No, you can't. You can't stop me. And he says, well, and so then they, they made an arrangement that it, when she did a wee, we would ring the hospital to say it was all good. So then Chris took me home and we, uh, he let, it was lovely actually. I, I remember feeling very rescued and we went home, we put her in a warm bath and there you go. She did the wee. So that was good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We had the victory. We had total victory. She's 100% better. There was nothing wrong with her. And we went through this strange, horrible test. And it was all over in a period of two, couple of days, really. And we took her to Russia. And she was really part of our ministry in Russia because the Russians were fascinated by the very fact that we took her. They were fascinated that we took her. They were very appreciative. At that time, still, they treated their babies differently than we did. It was more, it was a different style of, of parenting. They usually didn't go to church for weeks on end after they'd had a baby and they, they swaddled them in a particular way and they were very, very frightened of their little babies. And so when they saw us, it really, a lot of them were like, wow, you've brought a baby and they were amazed about it and they were, you know, they were really uh, learnt different way of doing parenting from us, a faith way, faith way. You can have faith for your children. The ba- your, your child, your baby's safest place for your baby to be is the will of God. And if God wants you to go to Russia, whether or not they've got diphtheria outbreaks, whatever they did have, that's a safe place to be. So the safest place is in the will of God, where God wants you, the man he wants you with, the husband he wants you with, the family, the church. Be in God's will, your children will be safe. So the victory is ours. We are in victory. God is good. Nothing is impossible with God. And we live in victory. And so we've got to get a hold of that victory. And the way we do that is through faith. 
It is faith. God, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to have that faith. We have to believe that and get a hold of it. In times of emergency like that, or there are other battles that go on for years and years and years. Now, when it comes to results, I know that results aren't always the same. And I know even some of you have lost loved ones and think, well, you know, I lost a loved one. And, and results might be different, but victory is the same. And I, you can, I can talk to, I can sh- tell you people that have had different results than I had, different outcomes, and yet they have victory. So we, we, we keep going until we get that victory, until we find the place of victory. For me, it was the life of, of Eleanor, who's not here, she just, just, just as well. But, she, um, but for you, you have to find that victory in God. So that's the message today. It's short and sharp. Let me encourage you. Your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tested. You need to be strong and you need to be strong in the word of God. Get the word of God ready. Let me encourage you, be reading the word of God now. Have those memory verses now. Because in those moments, you sometimes don't even have time to go hunting. You want the word of God because you want to proclaim and deal with issues right there and right then. And you've got the word of God and you're ready and you're strong. And live in victory. Don't let the devil take you to it. He wants you to despair. He wants you to give up. He wants you to assume, oh, I can't have that. That's not for me. It is for you. If you're in Christ, in him is the victory. He has won the victory. He has completely defeated our enemy, totally. So when we're in him, we have the victory. It's not like we've got to try and find it. We don't have to go and get it. In him is the victory. We just have to outwork it. We just have to figure out in my situation how this works. Every situation looks a bit different, but you know in your heart when you've got victory, don't you? You know victory. Victory is sweet. So let's live in that victory. Praise God. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are a faith people and we will win. Amen. Haven't won yet. It's not over. Let's shut our eyes. And let's pray. Father, I just feel as I shut my eyes, there's all these battles that are going on. Some of them are quiet. Some of them have been around for a long time. Some of you have got issues that have just been going on and on. There's all different kinds of battles and warfare that is in this very building. And I want to speak over your battle. I want you to see that battle. I want to see it beneath you from the position of heaven. And I want you to know that God is good. You can rejoice in the testing of your faith because it's designed to help you grow. Rejoice and speak victory over it. See victory over that issue. Refuse defeat. Refuse despair. Thank you, Father. Thank you for victory. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your strength that we stand firm and we keep standing, Lord God until the end. Thank you that you are good. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.